The Lakers set a franchise record for threes in the first half, and they lead wire to wire and beat the New Orleans Pelicans 123-108. to What an unbelievable game. There is so much to talk about, so let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand Podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, what a first half for the purple and gold. A franchise record, 15 threes. They led wire to wire. At one point, they had a 40-point lead. This was a, a huge win and a must-win game, might we add, but a big win for the Lakers tonight. Yeah, Hannah, the Lakers played an absolutely flawless first half. I mean, not only was it the best half that the Lakers have played all year, it's probably as good as any team can play in a half. Not only did they have the 15 three-point shots, but they had 19 assists and they shared the ball. They played great defense. For the half, the Pelicans only had 40 points. The Lakers led at halftime 75 to 40. That is a staggering number. Uh, and really just a flawless first half. Everybody was was playing really well. There was nobody who didn't play well in the first half. Second half was a little different story. Yeah, second half was a little bit of a different story. But let's talk about the first half. You know, Anthony Davis. Uh, after uh, the most recent loss to the Knicks, he, of course, came out, took the blame. He said he, you know, needed to play better. He obviously missed a ton of free throws, wasn't very uh, aggressive offensively. And boy, oh boy, did a he redeem himself tonight, Dad. 35 points, 7 rebounds. He was also 12 for 13, 17 rebounds, sorry. He was also 12 for 13 from the free throw line. Dad, AD got off to an unbelievable start. I think he actually had the the first eight Laker points. Uh, The Lakers at one point were up 14-0, and a big part of that was due to Anthony Davis coming out extremely aggressive on the offensive end. Yeah, I mean, he certainly was trying to make amends for the last game where he, you know, accepted responsibility for not playing very well, and it was a costly loss to the Knicks. But AD was great tonight, uh, really got in there and battled you know, both on the boards, made a lot of shots, hit some three-point shots, really played well tonight. Uh, You know, great to see a bounce-back game from AD. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a player who we've actually talked a lot about recently needing to step up, finally stepped up and made some shots, Malik Beasley, Dad. He uh, was one three-point shy of beating Kobe Bryant's three-point record for a half. Malik Beasley had seven three-pointers in that first half. He was actually 7-for-7 from the the three-point line. Now, he ended the night 7-for-12 from the three-point line, so he clearly didn't make another one in the second half. But still, you know, huge contribution uh, from Malik Beasley tonight. He finished with 24 points and three assists. You know, Dad, just like we were kind of talking about a Rui Hachimura the other night needing to step up, and then suddenly he did. You know, maybe we are uh, good luck for this these Laker players when we call them out. Maybe they're listening to this podcast because Malik Beasley really came out on fire tonight. Yeah, it was really great to see that, Hannah. That was maybe the most significant thing. And, you know, you expect Anthony Davis, you know, he's got to play well. But Malik Beasley has just been, you know, very underwhelming since he joined the Lakers. But tonight, this was the Malik Beasley the Lakers had hoped to see and that we want to see and that we want to continue to see. 
Yeah, you know, the Lakers had five guys tonight in double figures. We also had D'Angelo Russell, who struggled in the second half. First half was, was really good, but second half definitely struggled. Uh, but he did finish with 17 points, three assists, five rebounds. Dad, Austin Reeves, also had a really, really solid game with 14 points, four or five shooting, three or four from a three-point range, as well as five assists, four rebounds. Uh, Rui Hachimura consider, or continued to uh, contribute with 12 points, four for seven from the floor, two for three from three-point range, you know, but dad, that that first half was, I almost felt like it was a dream, to be honest with you, I mean, it was an absolute perfect, perfect first half for the Lakers, I don't think I've ever seen them play that well, at least shoot that well, Uh, like you mentioned though, the second half was a little bit of a different story, let's talk a little bit about that, obviously, the Lakers at one point had a 40-point lead, But that lead was actually cut to, I think it was about 13. I know we were both getting really nervous. Um, You actually said at one point you were being a little dramatic that you thought the Lakers were actually going to lose this game. I didn't think it was going to come to that. But still, Dad, what do you think was the difference in the first half and the second half? Obviously, that first half, they're just shooting lights out. But do you think the second half they got too lax day school? Or do you just think it was, you know, they just shot so amazing. Everything was just so perfect in that first half. They kind of had to have the the air come out of them and come back down to reality in the second a bit. Well, Hannah, what happened, I think, was turnovers. We got sloppy with the ball. You know, the other side got, you know, some transition baskets. And then they got their confidence back. The Lakers then started to miss shots. And, you know, we were missing shots. They were making shots. And, you know, that's what turnovers do. It really is a momentum changer. And before we knew it, you know, that 40-point lead was down to 30. Then it was down to 20. Then it was down to 12 or 13 at one point. But the Lakers did hang in there and, you know, finished pretty strong. And, uh, you know, again, it takes a little bit of of the bloom off the rose because if if they had sustained that first half effort in the second half, I mean, I think people tomorrow on SportsCenter would be talking about nothing but the Lakers. But still, it was a very solid and much-needed victory, Hannah. Both teams were tied going into this game. So this was a crucial, crucial game, not only because we now broke that tie, but because now we have the the, the, – uh, if we tie with New Orleans, we have the win because we've beaten them three out of four times. So that's important too. Yeah, we have the the tiebreaker now against the Pelicans, which is, you know, great. That's exactly what we needed. And you know, Dad, the Lakers actually right now are tied for eighth in the Western Conference, although the team that they are tied for is the, the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas actually right now holds that tiebreaker. So technically, even though we are tied, we are in ninth the ninth spot. However, we play Dallas one more time. So that game is going to be crucial because whoever wins that game is going to have the tiebreaker. So we're going to get another shot at that. Now, Dad, we have a back-to-back tomorrow. Our next game is against the Houston Rockets. Obviously, they aren't having a great season. But as you mentioned to me earlier in the night, they just beat the Boston Celtics. So it doesn't really matter what your record is. You can't let up. Every team is an NBA team, and they are going to be playing their best basketball right now. Yeah, Hannah, not only that, I was stunned post-game to hear Darvin Ham say that Anthony Davis is not going to play tomorrow night against Houston. They want to rest him. And they're not going to play him in back-to-back games. Hannah, I, I just, I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah, you know, um, apparently that was kind of the medical staff's 
you know, uh, plan for the rest of the season since AD coming back from that that foot injury. Apparently, his foot is totally fine. It isn't giving him any problems or bothering him at all. They just, the medical staff feels like it is really important to stick to the plan. So, Dad, obviously, it's not the news that I wanted to hear. And I'm sure, you know, my Laker fam as well is a little bit uh, frustrated by that, obviously, This is such a critical time for the Lakers with LeBron out and us really trying to make the playoffs right now to not have Anthony Davis play when he is fully healthy. It's definitely, you know, frustrating and you kind of makes you want to scratch your head. However, dad, we're not the experts. We have to remember this is a marathon, not a sprint. No, we're, we're in a sprint right now, Hannah. This is no longer a marathon. This is a sprint. Every game is crucial. And remember, the Lakers don't have another center. There's no other center on the roster. They have Wenyan Gabriel playing center, but he's not really a center. And that's it. I mean, when Gabriel can't play all 48 minutes, they'll have no center on the floor, no even pretend center on the floor when Gabriel goes out. I, I just, Hannah, I don't understand that they could, again, try to get to 500 tomorrow. It's a crucial game. It's a game we should win because Houston is not a very good team. But if we don't take them seriously... As I said, they beat the Boston Celtics the other night. But I I just, I don't understand this. I just don't understand this. With everything that's on the line right now, for Anthony Davis to take another game off, I I just, I'm speechless, Hannah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Dad, not an ideal situation. But here's the thing. You don't want to push AD too, too hard right now. And then come playoffs, he's, you know injured and he's you know AD is very fragile we want AD going into the playoffs fully healthy I agree with you I want Anthony Davis to play I think it's pretty crazy I think it's a huge risk to not have him play in such a critical crucial game tomorrow but I'm just trying to have faith in the Lakers medical staff and try to remember that you know we've got to protect AD and keep him you know healthy in the long run because you're giving my dad is giving me the look right now if looks could kill I agree with you I'm saying I agree with you but I'm also saying I don't want to go into the playoffs with Anthony Davis hobbling and wobbling because I don't think then there's any point in us even trying to to make this run right now but Hannah We may not make the playoffs. We're in a dogfight right now, okay? Every game counts. We can't afford any more losses. Everyone is crucial. And, you know, it's great to save Anthony Davis for the playoffs, but if we don't make the playoffs, what good does it do? I understand that. But you know what? I think we have a very talented Laker team. I think we can get the job done without him. I agree with you that I would like him in there. My gosh, you guys, you can see the look my dad is giving me. I agree. I want Anthony Davis to play, but I do think that we have enough talent to beat the Houston Rockets. Now, it's going to take everyone playing their best basketball. We've got to have guys, you know, come out and really play their roles, knock down their shots. Malik Beasley has got to, you know, continue to be aggressive, hit those threes. I think D'Angelo Russell is going to have a big night. It is going to be very interesting to see what the Lakers do, of course, at that center position because, like you mentioned, we really only have Way and Gabriel. And uh, he can't play all 48 minutes, but he and may he may have to. And he's not really a center, Hannah. The, the team, the ownership of the Lakers is so cheap, they won't go out and even sign another center for a, on a 10-day contract. So we're going to go into this game with Wenyan Gabriel as the only one to play center, and he's not really even a center. So I, I just, you know, I don't understand it, Hannah. I, it, really, the Lakers management sometimes is mystifying to me. But look. For one game, this was a great win tonight. That first half was the most exciting, one of the great halves the Lakers have ever played. And I'm going to try to wallow in the in the success of tonight's game and worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Exactly. Let's just celebrate the big win tonight, Dad. I know you were getting frustrated with them uh, when it was just a 25-point lead instead of the 40 lead, but... 
I think this was an excellent game, a great win. This Lakers team is fun to watch. They're all having fun together. The chemistry looks great on and off the court, and I'm absolutely loving it. But we can't let up, Laker fam. We are in the midst of a very, very critical run here. We got a big game tomorrow against the Houston Rockets. Another early game because it is on the road. 5 p.m. start for the Purple and Gold. Make sure you are tuning in. That is going to be it for uh, tonight's podcast. But let me know, do you think it's smart that Anthony Davis does not play in the game tomorrow? I want to hear from you guys. What do you think about AD resting and tomorrow's back-to-back against the Rockets? You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And, of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram's at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Han and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.